Hello, John, and welcome to Making of a Musician. Hello, thanks for having me. In the tune songs, you can yell and scream, it won't get to me. I was wondering how you would describe your music. It's actually a really tough question because it's, it's all over the place. Like, I would say mostly it's blues in essence, but it can go from Latin to jazz to punk, rock, alternative, soft acoustic. So you're really all over the shop. Where does all those influences come from for a song? Come at the beginning of the song or is it a, do you deliberately write in that style? No, usually it'll just, just come. Like I don't really sit down and go, right, I'm going to write a song. Like I'll usually just be jamming out and then, oh, I like that. We'll see where that goes. And usually I'll start with the guitar part and then finish the guitar part and write, write lyrics to that. There's only been a, probably two songs where I've just had the lyrics already written and put music to it. Yeah, that's how I usually go about it. And, and the, the sound just comes organically from yeah. there, so the type yeah. of style and I guess probably the feel. Yeah, whatever I'm feeling in that current, current moment. And do you write songs when you're happy or do you write them when you're sad? Predominantly when I'm sad, but I have been writing a few more happy, happier songs, so that's uh, good. That is good because yeah, some songwriters find it difficult to yeah. to write when they're happy. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to be able to be uh, able to write any time. When I write, I try and tell a story, or I don't necessarily try to make it come from myself or my my conscious being. I will try and analyze analyze a situation or a person's story, and kind of see how I can put my perspective out through a song. Yeah, and that's that's what I kind of try and do. Certain, they're like little mini stories. Yeah. And you created your first album when you were quite young. Yeah, so I released that on my 20th birthday. 20th birthday, and how long did you spend recording it? We did four recording sessions, got seven songs done. They were about four or five hour sessions. But it was mostly just first takes. Yeah, it was actually all first takes. We didn't really spend too much time on it. Just wanted to get it out quickly. What's the name of that album? Building Castles in the Air. Was it hard to come up with that name? No. So, a funny story. I was struggling for about three weeks, trying to work out what the title was going to be. And I was working in a cafe at the time. And I went up to a girl that I was working with and I said, Hey, can you um, describe me? And she said, uh, Go away, Jordan. You think too much. So I was like, oh, okay. So I did, I went away, I went home, got on Google, and I typed up synonyms for overthinking. And the first one there was building castles in the sky, but that's the title of a Jimi Hendrix album. So I went with building castles in the air. <laughs> yeah, so it came about pretty easily, but 
at the same time, it's still a struggle. Now that you're a little bit older, how do you feel about that album? I'm not happy with the way I performed on it. I wish I did actually take the time to work on it properly and go through each song, do some retakes. But at the same time, I'm glad I did it because it did give myself a lot of opportunities in, in the industry. And it's also like still a, an accomplishment to be able to say that I had my first record out by the time I was 20. Cool. Yeah, and it's also such a big learning curve yeah. being in the recording studio yeah. and, and having that background, it, it gives you probably a different insight into yeah. your songwriting yeah. and also probably performing when you record it. It's such a moment in time. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And that's, that was the biggest struggle uh, for me for the past year after releasing that album was trying to get over the fear of recording something that I wasn't happy with and just recording it and just putting it out for the sake of getting it out. And like that, that I think a lot of um, original artists and recording artists struggle with that, is just doing it and not getting too wound up over um, the, the process or whether it's good or not. Yeah, yeah, because the other thing is trying to replicate the sound live yeah and, and I know my old band we struggled with trying to get that yeah and have you had that struggle at all yeah so the last song I released which was a single called Daggers and Swords last July it's got all these different instruments in it there's piano there's um there is the organ <laughs> there's a few acoustic guitar parts the bass and minimal percussion but like when I play it live, I'll only play it with just just guitar and vocals, and it's it's a struggle to to play it because when I'm when I'm playing, I'm hearing the full song in my head, and it just doesn't sound right without all those other instruments. So it's it's yeah, it's quite a struggle, especially when you're a solo performer trying to um, get that get that out on stage. first time music grabbed your attention? Um, a little bit. I can remember being four years old in my mum's car singing all the lyrics to The Living End's self-titled album. Oh, fantastic! Right, I loved The Living End when I was a kid. They were sensational. Was your mum a Living End fan? Yeah, big time. Did you ever get to see them live? Yeah, um, saw them a couple of times when I was younger. Met them when I was five and um, Chris gave me a little Living End t-shirt, it's uh, currently in my room, hanging up. Do you know which song you liked the most of theirs? From the self-titled album, it would have to be probably All Torn Down or West End Riot. Every week they would meet in the street with their friends. 
Do you have um, any other memories of music? I can remember, remember at one of my cousin's places. Uh, my auntie whipped out an acoustic guitar. I remember just being totally engrossed in it, just staring so intently at her playing. Yeah, but other than that, not really. <laughs> and was she um, a good she guitarist? Was, yeah. Yeah, she still plays a bit today. She'd actually asked me to play at her 50th birthday this year. Oh, so cool. cool. I feel very honoured. How old were you when you got your first guitar? So her my granddad gave me a little uh, nylon string New Yorker when I was 12, but I didn't touch it until I was 16. What about music when you were about 12? What were you into then? Still pop stuff, uh, EDM. Still loved like rock music, but mostly mainstream stuff. Mainstream stuff? Do you have any memories of a song that you you got right into? Yes, a Chris Brown song. I can't remember the title of it. Apart from your, your auntie playing guitar, was there any other musical members of your family? Yeah, so my auntie, my dad and his siblings, they all dabble a bit in guitar and piano, but none of them have really done anything with it. And um, they all got it from my granddad. As I said, he's a piano restorer and was a piano restorer and tuner, guitar builder, guitar player. Played a lot of instruments. On my mum's side, my auntie, uh, she taught herself piano when she was a kid, but other than that, they haven't haven't really had too much like family time around music. Did your granddad ever come out and play his instruments at no, family functions? No, not really. So how did you find out he played harmonica and things like um, that? They were just always around. Like my grandma's house, his his old guitars are still there. Like when I went there last night, I was having a bit of a play on his old six string and yeah he's got two they've got two pianos in that house he gave me a harmonica when he gave me that little classical i did play the harmonica no actually gave me the harmonica when i was about six yeah. did you tinker on the pianos at your grandparents yeah i did yeah how yeah. old do you reckon you were when you were mucking around on them I've always kind of had a fascination with pianos i actually <laughs> when i was eight my mum forced me to start learning piano because we had a piano in the house, which my granddad gave to us, and I would always just go up to it and just start banging away on the keys, not knowing how to play it all, just, just having fun. But yeah, I started learning piano at eight. I never really gave it too much attention, but no, I did that until I was about 12 and decided I'd go learn other instruments. Did you start learning another instrument at 12? Yeah, I, so I learned the flute from 12 to 13, and then I learned the saxophone from 13 to 16. And that's when I started playing guitar. <laughs> and do you still play the saxophone? Yeah, so I play sax when I play live. I've got a, an alto sax and a tenor sax. Wow. Yeah, I love, love the saxophone. Yeah. Do you own a flute? Yes, I've got a flute. Do you play that much? Um, I've just started playing it again. I haven't played it for years. So I'm hoping I can incorporate that into my life. Do you think your family has influenced you as a musician? I would say not so much as a musician, probably not at all as a musician, but in what types of music I enjoy and what I actually kind of actively listen to, yes. When from your late and if I fall and I've lost it all, would you catch me?
Do you remember any albums that your mum or dad had when you were little? Madonna, Ky- Kylie Minogue, uh, Pink. My mum loved uh, force feeding me those. What else? Tears for Fears, very great. John Denver, love me some John Denver now. What about your dad? Bruce Springsteen, he's a big favourite. Bit of Johnny Cash, Jimi Hendrix. Well, I never really got into Jimi Hendrix much, which was fine. Your parents um, play any songs over and over and over? My mum used to play a Tears for Fears song. So she wants me to make sure it's played at a funeral. Uh, it's Everybody Wants to Rule the World. memories of yourself playing songs over and over and over yes actually you raise me up you raise me up so i can stand on mountains i loved that song how old were you when that um song i remember singing it just walking around the house when i was about seven eight <laughs> just all the time i remember standing in my room singing it one time and going Hey, my voice actually doesn't sound too bad. I could, I could do this. So when did you first realise you could sing? The funny thing is, um, by the time I started performing, I still couldn't sing. I was shocking. I was terrible. But um, I have, in the last two years, from actually performing regularly, my voice has developed quite exponentially. And I'm very pleased with how much growth has occurred but there's still definitely room to improve there's yeah always will be room to improve and oh my soul so weary when troubles come so how old were you when you were doing the youtube stuff when i was 17 no 16 17 yeah around there i just was in my bedroom and thought you know might as well upload some videos to YouTube. I got a, got a little handy cam to make some videos. How did you feel when you f- did your first one? Excited. Yeah. And then, so yeah, why not? Do you remember the song you sang, your first the one? The very first one that I uploaded. I think it was Three Doors Down, Here Without You. A hundred days have made me older Since the last time that I saw you well, because you were singing then, so you... Yeah, I was, wasn't very good. The fan club in my household thought you were fairly great. So you did it quite a lot, though. Yeah, I probably had about 10 videos up by the time I got to 18. Yeah, I've actually gone back and I've deleted them all <laughs> off YouTube. There's only one video of me playing in my bedroom you can find on YouTube, and I won't take it off because it's actually quite funny. It's a, a little cover I did of Call Me Maybe. Yeah. Um, I did that when I was in year 11 at school and I remember sitting in class one day and hearing hearing it being played on a on classroom speakers a couple doors down and I thought, oh, fuck. Did doing that stuff actually help you want to be a musician? Yeah. Did it give you the confidence? Because, you know, you were busking at quite yeah. a young age as well, yeah. so... I don't know, I've always been extremely shy, especially with music. Like, to actually perform in front of people was ridiculous. Like, <clears throat> even up to about... Even now, I still do get nervous sometimes, but it's nowhere near what, I, what it used to be like. I remember playing at 18, and my hands would be shaking. 
uncontrollably. Sweat would be pouring down my face. I actually remember the first gig I did uh, three days before I turned 18 and I wore my glasses on stage and I was that, um, I was sweating that much that my glasses actually fogged up and I couldn't see and that just made me laugh. Foresight. <laughs> but no, it's good. Good to reflect on those moments and learn, learn from them. Yeah, to have all those nerves, but you were busking at like 16, 17. Yeah, so it was a year after I started playing guitar. One day I was just decided to just go down to the local shopping centre and just have a bit of a busk. People loved it, like, it wasn't about being good or anything. It was, I think the fact that I was just out there having, having fun. People were really supportive of it, which was really awesome. Did that help break down the nerves? Yeah, yeah, so it did It did help, down, help break down the nerves to a certain extent, but busking and playing on a stage are two completely different, different, different things. How? I don't know, when you go busking, you, you kind of have the ex- expectation that no one's really going to give you that much attention, whereas when you are performing on a stage, you have everyone's attention, and any mistake is heard and criticised. Well, at least that's, what you, that's what's going through my mind when I, when I play. So, like, the biggest thing that I had to come to terms with with my live performing was kind of not stressing about what other people thought and just have fun and I think now when I play live um, I don't play for the crowd I play for me and if I'm enjoying it I think they will too yeah and I think that's the most important thing for any live performer just to have fun going back to the YouTube clips did they help you break down the nerves or did they make yeah. it worse I think they helped with the um, being comfortable with sharing and having my stuff available for people and opening up myself to criticism whereas if, if you're if you're still just an artist that's playing in your bedroom and no one's heard you you can be whatever you are in your own head but no one else knows it or no one else will agree with it so they know what you know if i told you how lonely and i needed a friend you rushed to me as i have to you I met you when you were quite young and you were hanging out with this cool rapper dude called Token. Yeah. Like even back then you were really opening up your different types of music and genres and types of sound that you were trying to work out. So do you reckon you're still trying to work out your way in... Not really. I have... It's defined very clearly in my mind what kind of music I will create, albeit like the genre is all over the place. But I don't know, I kind of... I've recently just started putting in more time to other projects as well so like if something might not fit the character of Jordan Backer I can do it somewhere else yeah and I can still do that just yeah so are you in any bands at the moment um so I'm actually forming a couple at the moment I'm forming a I want to create a massive jam band so like just get up on stage everyone can play whatever instrument they want to they're not confined to a certain instrument and just get up and jam have fun do a lot of improv i love improv especially live just making it up on the spot i find that's the most fun and you learn a lot from it you learn learn a lot from your style of playing and your kind of your go-to moves if you will and like how to expand upon that and expand your ideas and forcing yourself to do something different when did you first think that you wanted to be a musician? When I was 17 and I'd written my first song. What was your first song about? I kind of just wrote it as whatever came out. At the time when I wrote it, I wasn't good enough to play the guitar part and sing it at the same time. So I put up a version of it on YouTube and I had two separate videos just meshed together. But um, upon reflection of the song, I realised that I was writing it about my auntie and uncle's divorce. Oh, right. Yeah, so I didn't actively set out to write the song, 
it's just what came out. And yeah, I looked back at the lyrics and I said, well, what is this actually about? The only thing in my life right now that could create this is what's going on with my auntie, so yeah. And um, what do you think of that song now? I still love it, like, I play it for people every now and then and they absolutely love it. It's, it's one, of, one of their, their favourite songs. Have you recorded it yet? No, not yet. Um, it will be on my double EP, which I'm working on at the moment. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So you've got an EP coming, yeah, a double EP. double EP, because I don't want to call it an album, because I'm very particular about what I would like my debut album to be. So it's it's eight songs at the moment, so I'm splitting it up into two sets of four. Yeah, it's hard to know what length an EP should be. Mm. That's something I've it's, been... It's clearly defined as anything under 25 minutes. <laughs> ah. My only EP was seven songs, but it goes for about 24 minutes, so it's... Just. So that's the first, yeah, yeah, so that you call that an EP as well. Yeah. So you, when you were 17, you decided that you wanted to become a musician. And yeah. So what did what steps did you take at 17? What were you doing at 17? Just playing every day. I had wake up, play some guitar, walk to school, take my guitar with me, get to school half an hour early, sit there and play guitar. Lunchtime, go into the music building, play guitar. <laughs> Got home from school, played guitar, two o'clock in the morning, mum come in, shut up, go to sleep, okay, play guitar even quieter. I just played a lot at 17, I did a lot of busking, started experimenting with pedals, loop pedal, that's when, when I was 17 I got my loop pedal, which I've upgraded now. Didn't really play any shows until I was 18, and then started playing a lot of shows when I was 19. Yeah, I played in a couple of bands, got in some studios with bands, wrote songs with them. You started with acoustic, and so obviously with pedals, you're talking about electric. Yeah. So which one do you prefer? I, I love my acoustic. I, I love playing acoustic, but I do love soloing on electric, though. Yeah. So like when I play live now, I'll have my acoustic and my electric there, and I'll do all my looping with the acoustic, but then I'll whip out the electric and chuck on distortion and chuck on the wah pedal and have a jam yeah by yourself yeah yeah that sounds excellent the first instrument you actually played was piano yeah and then at eight and then flute and saxophone and then guitar at 16 do you play any other instruments now yeah i've started learning didgeridoo this year oh cool yeah so i'm looking at getting that in my life set up as well i can play a bit of drums but don't really spend too much time at it and is there an instrument you wished you played? Cello. I love the Me cello. Me too. Yeah. If a cello wasn't $3,000, I'd own yeah. a cello. Yeah, that's the only thing. I <laughs> know. So expensive. What artists do you really get into? Like, what do you reckon is an influence of yours? Probably first and foremost would be Ed Sheeran. Okay. And he's the reason I got a loop pedal. I love that man to death. He is insane. His songwriting skills are superb. Just the way that he writes hit after hit is great. And, um, and how he's, he's a very acoustic artist as well. Yes. Um, but also Glenn Hansard. Okay, I don't um, know. He's an Irish folk musician. He um, did the film once and the music for the musical once, which is an adaptation of the film. Okay. Johnny Cash, big time. Led Zeppelin. Mike Rosenberg, a Passenger, and The Devil Makes Three, which are a, a three-piece band from the States. They're a very blues, roots, bluegrass, folk type band. Really cool. Oh, I'll have to look up, look up them for sure. Do you think that 
your influences have changed over the last few years? Not really. No. Do you remember the first song you ever learnt to play on the piano? On the piano? No. No? What about the first song you learnt to play overall? Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played it. The first song I learnt because, on guitar because I set myself the goal of playing that in year 10 for my end of year piece. And I wanted to play the guitar part on acoustic and sing it at the same time. And so I, gave, I had 10 weeks and managed to learn it. Yeah, I was very surprised with myself. That was kind of the first real chance I thought to myself, yeah, I could do this. <laughs> So how were your nerves that day? Oh, shocking. Crunched up in a ball, sweat pouring down my face, hands shaking, inability to breathe properly. Is there any other musical styles that really make you take notice? Swing. Swing? Swing, classical, some jazz. Yeah, mostly like big band swing stuff and classical. Yeah, I love classical music. Do you have a favourite classical artist? Probably Beethoven, but my favourite classical piece would be Chopin's Nocturne. Okay, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I love that piece. It's it's interesting because for such a young person, you've got such a wide range of, of, of music that you like, and yeah. um, which is great because, yeah, I think, you know, it, the more eclectic taste, the more you appreciate Mm. Um, different styles and diff- yeah. what different people are doing because you hang out with quite a lot of young musicians yeah. What, um, which ones are those are you really getting into what sort of well, um, one of the guys that I just went on tour with Aaron Pollock uh, blues ragtime guitarist it's insane just watching him play brilliant I remember seeing him play a couple of weeks before I released my EP and I was just, just completely captivated. My eyes were like wide staring at him. My face was just huge grin, ear to ear, just, wow, this is the best thing I've ever fucking seen. And at that time, he was 18. Wow. Yeah. And he's coming up to 20 now. He's just released his debut album, Dying's First Tour. So, yeah, brilliant guy. Another one would be Ari Scott, who was um, a sporting sport artist on that tour as well. And she's from England. She's from Kent. She's um, she's a percussive acoustic guitar player. She plays in a lot of open tunings, and her songwriting is absolutely absolutely beautiful. Like it's it's poetry and, and lyrics, and it's beautiful. She's so good. Excellent. I'll have to make sure I look yeah, them up and them. get on them and hopefully get to see them. Yeah. And what was your first ever live gig you went to? I went to a lot as, as a child because of my mum. But So she was a regular music goer? Yeah, she, she's always kind of been in the industry, left of centre, more in the actual stage management and event management side. I remember going to Coldplay when I was 14, 15. How were they? Oh, awesome. So good. I remember seeing um, 
Silver Chair and Powderfinger when they did their tour together. I remember seeing Diesel when I was about eight. What was Diesel like when you were eight? Oh, it was awesome. Really? Yeah, just chilling re- out with just, just an acoustic guitar. Oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah, awesome. And um, I was going to, um, what about Silverchair? How, how were they? They were, they were awesome. They were so good. Yeah, were Such they very show. old by the time you saw them? Not really. First time I saw them, they were teenagers still, yeah. and the Cosmic Psychos came on yeah. after them, and us, like the difference in height was amazing. Mm. Like, yeah, that was pretty funny. Like, just that they were they were awesome. Yeah. They were awesome. Yeah, my favourite concert I've ever been to though was Deep Purple. I saw them in 2013. Yeah. So I was 18. Um, my mum, one of her friends, gave her four or five tickets. She. She doesn't like Deep Purple. She's like, here you go, Geordie, you can have the tickets. So me and my friends, we uh, after school finished, all went to the bottle shop. We were 17, I think, not 18. Never mind. <laughs> we got a bottle of bourbon down that along the Yarra River and then went in to watch the concert. And they would have been in their 60s, pushing on to 70. And to this day, they're still some of the best musicians I've ever seen play live. Wow. It was insane. Yeah, who I my mum was into Deep Purple, but I don't know much yeah. of their music. Um, Black Dog, Smoke on the Water. Ah, oh, yep, yep. Not Black Dog, sorry, Black Knight. Black Knight. Black Dog is Led Zeppelin. And what song really stood out that night? The, the lot. whole, because I, I went into the concert not knowing anything other than Smoke on the Water and Black Knight, and it's just the best thing I've ever seen. Wow, that's it great. Was insane, just the quality of their performance is so good. And where was it? It was in High Sense Arena. Oh, so it was in a big arena too, and they. Yeah, the organ player was phenomenal. Is there a band you want to see live? I'd love to see Glenn Hansard play. I haven't actually seen him play live. How does songwriting come about for you? Pretty ethereal, come from nowhere usually. Or actually no, I've, I've got a few methods in which I write now, but a lot of so all the songs on the EP just came out of nowhere, um, whether they were about me. Actually no, so one song actually on that EP is about two, actually like, from my experience, <laughs> I would say. Whereas the other songs I kind of wrote analysing a situation or a story, um, which I do with a lot, a lot of my songs. But I've got a couple of, of methods. One of my favourites is I watch a TV show or a movie and any phrases or um, words I like, I write them down. And then every morning I get up, I have coffee, and I'll just pick go through those lists of names, whichever one I like the look of at that point in time. Go to a new page, write it down, and then I'll just write whatever comes out. Doesn't really matter, I might not use it, might not, but I've got something there. So I write a lot of poetry, and I find poetry very easy to turn into song. Yeah, and I guess if you've got backlog of would-be lyrics, if you write this, the song first, yeah. so is that how you do it? You'll write something and then go back and have a look at those lyrics to see if you can fit anything to... No. No? I don't do that at all. <laughs> um, if, if I write a music part, I'll fit lyrics, new lyrics to it. And if I've got lyrics, I'll find a melody for the just the first line and then I'll fit chords to that. Yeah. Like my last single, Daggers and Swords, I walked into the studio and all I had were the lyrics. And nothing. I, I've worked out the chords that, that morning just by singing it. And do you find you write on different instruments? Yeah, so I'll write on 
acoustic and piano mostly, but I want to start writing on electric and putting more focus into riffs and stuff. Yep. Because um, this, this next EP that I'm doing will be my last sort of acoustic focused EP. Yep. Um, any, anything after that will be more like full band kind of stuff. Yep, so is it, yeah, your sort of last sort of acoustic for yeah. now. Yeah, for now. Because uh, you're still very young. How do you work out which songs you're going to continue with? Preference, really, like what I like most. Yep, and are you one of the songwriters that writes heaps of songs and then chooses you your your eight songs? Or yeah, yeah. So yeah, some a bit lazier than Unless that. some some songs I write and I go, yep, that's one for the album, and I'll put that in the in the back catalog, back folder for to be seen later on. Yep. And then I've, so I've got like a. Yeah, your top top songs. Your top ten. My top ten. So you're obviously planning in the future to make an album. What's what you've got? And you've sort of hinted that you've got some ideas about what you. Yeah. So what are those ideas, and what makes a song that's suitable for the album and not the EP? Um, composition. So a lot of the songs on this record, they are open tunings, and very acoustic focus. Uh, whereas songs I would put on this out al- on the album are more uh, pop friendly to a certain extent. The way that they're written and the way that the, f- the form is more suitable for a, for a pop environment, I would say. So, yeah, so more pop than acoustic. Yeah. And pop pop doesn't mean you yeah, I don't tune. By pop I mean it's something that could be popular. Yeah. Um, like I do still listen to a lot of popular music, but it's just not what a lot of people would define as popular. So what was the first gig you took yourself to? My cousin's band, The Drunken Poachers. The Drunken Poachers? The Drunken Poachers. And where did they play? They were playing at Soria Hotel and Penny Black. Oh, cool. Yeah. I like the penny black. Yeah, me too. Not out the back though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the DJs there are shit. And do you remember your first ever gig? So my first ever actual gig as Jordan Bagger. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. How'd you go? Um, better than I thought it would, to be honest with you. Yeah. It was a just a twenty-minute set at uh, the Northcote Town Hall. Yeah, it went alright. Do you remember the first album you bought? Yes, I do actually. Jesse McCartney, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was the one that had Beautiful Soul on it. I, I loved that song. I actually play it sometimes when I play live, do a little mashup of Love Yourself into Beautiful Soul. I don't want another pretty face, I don't want just anyone to hold, I don't want my love to go to waste, I want you and your. Is there an album that you think everybody should own? Ooh, yes. The Cat Empire Cinema is an amazing album. There's not really any hit songs on there, but every song is awesome. And have you seen them play live? Yeah. Yeah, so I saw them with um, little Callum Donoghue when uh, we were 15. We went and watched them at the Prince Bandroom, an underage show, and it was sensational. It was so good. With your EP, when do you reckon it will be out? I'm hoping um, December. 
probably January. Where have you been playing the most around Melbourne? A couple of venues on Brunswick Street. So Baxter's Lot and the Provincial Hotel. Provincial, and people can find you there fairly regularly. Yeah, yeah they can. So when they're out and about in Melbourne. Who has been the biggest influence on you as a performer over the last few years? It have to be Tash Sultana. Really? Yes. Yeah, so she's doing really well at the moment. I um, first saw her play when I was 15. I was working on a Breezer Battle of the Bands. And she was playing with her old band, Mind Pilot, and tiny, but she was just awesome. She had this awesome voice, and the way she played electric guitar was just insane. And so I, from that moment, I followed her career. And I remember <clears throat> she came over one time and she played that classical guitar that my granddad gave me, and I had never even touched it. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, wow, you're insane, you're awesome. The biggest thing that she taught me was having fun when you perform and not getting caught up in the uh, insecurity or, or the, uh, the completely being open to the audience. Like, she taught me to close the audience off and just have fun. And it took me years to actually get to that point, but I'm finally there, I think, and I'm enjoying it. The shows are so much better because I don't have that the anxiety when I play now. I'm just having fun. And what sort of music does she play? She is all over the shop as well. Like, um, plays acoustic, electric. She's playing a trumpet now, which is cool. She's got a beat machine and doing some piano as well. Oh, excellent. And is she someone you can find playing around Melbourne? Um, she's actually doing a lot of headline shows at the moment. So she's supporting, she's actually playing a laneway festival, but she's playing with huge names like Tame Impala, Nick Murphy, Chef Faker. Yeah, the lineup for laneway is awesome. Looking forward to that. But my head's so fucking confused Yeah, my heart's so fucking abused And I think I'm gonna lose I'm in trouble now And my neck's wrapped up in a new you were recently on tour, so with yep. Aaron Pollock yep. and Ari Scott. Ari Scott. Yep. And um, how did you organise going on tour? How did that all come about? Well, Aaron, so I managed Ari and Aaron, and Aaron said, I want to do a tour for the album. Sweet, let's do it. So we worked out locations first, and because I had a job and I was working five days a week and then playing shows at night, didn't have the time to do the booking, so I outsourced somebody to do the booking for that, and they booked about 14 shows for the tour, and we, uh, yeah, we organised to roam around in a Subaru outback up the coast. How long did you go for? We were gone for a month. A month? Yeah. So how far up the coast did you get? We got to Nelson Bay. Okay, where's Nelson Bay? Port Stephens. Oh, wow. It's about an hour and a half, two hours north of Sydney. It's an absolutely gorgeous place. So beautiful. What was the best place you played? Probably Dulcie's Cottage in Marimbula. Um, it was awesome. Really lovely venue. Awesome food, awesome staff. Um, we actually liked it so much. We um, we organised a show on our way back down and that was our last gig for the tour, which was insane. It was so good. Would you do it again? Yeah, guaranteed. Excellent. <laughs> I actually, halfway through the tour, I'm like, oh, I'm loving this so much. I want to start start planning my tour for my my EP. Yeah, cool. What what was it about it that you liked so much? Um, first and foremost would have been the guys I was travelling with. Aaron and Ari were awesome people. We had so many laughs. We also took along uh, visual artist Luna Kitty, and so she did a lot of art along the way. 
sold a little bit of out along the way. But yeah, just having, having those guys there and just how close we became, like, it was just, yeah, it was really cool. What do you see the next 12 months like for you? Busy. Busy? <laughs> yeah, so no more slacking. I don't see that you've been slacking much at all, so I'm not sure how you can fit so much, much more in. But yeah, you've obviously been really inspired by that yeah. um, tour. So my first silly question is, Body Prince Billy told me he would do a duet with me, and I'm wondering what song do you think I should do as a duet with Body Prince Billy? I feel like it should be something classic, 40s, 50s, or maybe even an Elvis tune. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, um, Hound Dog. Alright, Hound Dog. <laughs> Sounds great. Alright, my other silly question, I've got 10 quick questions, so you got to choose which you like and I don't care whether you like both you have okay. to choose one all right. all right so guitars or drums guitars Beatles or Elvis Beatles ABBA or the Ramones that's tough that's a real tough one I'd have to go ABBA their songs are awesome Nirvana or Pearl Jam Nirvana the go-betweens or Paul Kelly I'm going to go Paul Kelly. Oh, well, there's someone you need to know about. Okay. Of country or drum and bass? <laughs> Depends what time of the night it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd, I'd go drum and bass, to be honest. Classical or hip-hop? Classical. Gigs or studio? Gigs. House or trance? House. The Sex Pistols or Joy Division? Joy Division. Excellent. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. No it's been worries. A pleasure. Thank you, and all the best with everything. Thank, thank you. No worries.